0: Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a soul fire production hello everybody welcome back to the podcast it has been a minute if you didn't notice i took last week off i didn't release an episode last week i miss you all <laughs> It was so funny. This is how I know I have such beautiful, loyal listeners, because it wasn't even 8 a.m. yet. I woke up this week on Monday when my episodes usually release, and I already had like five messages from people being like, oh, no, you didn't release the podcast this week. So I'm sorry. I really am. But I'm going to explain actually why I didn't release an episode last week in just a moment. So before we get there, though, I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you're at in time and space. I hope you're having a great week. This is a very special time at the time that I'm recording this. We are leading up to the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere on Saturday, and I couldn't be more excited just, you know, hinging on last week's episode with Shannon Hugman talking about, you know, really how we're at the end of the story right now in terms of Pisces season coming to an end, Aries season beginning soon. We have the spring equinox coming up. We're really just kind of in a deep, deep kind of ending rebirth period right now. And that's really how it's felt for me personally. And that is why I didn't release an episode last week, I have just been really, to be honest, pretty tired and uninspired and very, yeah, tired, exhausted, um, even really burnt out. I was actually talking to my husband who, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, is actually who I have on the podcast today. Very excited to introduce this episode to you. But um, a couple of days ago, he said, you know, this is the most burnt out I've ever seen you. (laughs) which is saying a lot because I've, I've been running my business for almost I've been giving readings professionally for almost five years. So most burnt out he's ever seen me. Yeah, not good. So that's why I didn't release an episode last week. You know, I think in the space of, you know, social media and content creation and all these metrics and stuff like that, that, you know, keep it regular and keep your content regular and all this stuff. But also, you know, I'm just, I just didn't have anything to say. I was tired. I didn't have anything left to give. I've been dealing with all kinds of different physical symptoms over the last couple of weeks. So I just truly didn't have, didn't have a, I didn't have anything to say. So I took a minute and I'm back and I have things to say now. So, you know, but anyway, seriously, if that's where you're at and you just feel like tired, uninspired, stagnant, just like what is going on right now? That's okay. Don't fight it. You know, I think when we fight it and we try and like, get inspired or like pump ourselves up and we're just kind of not working with what the universal energy has to offer us. And so I kind of just surrendered to what the universal energy was trying to offer me, which for me has been more rest, you know, having to really clear a lot of things off my schedule, more sleep, like fixing my sleep schedule, you know, so that's that's okay. So anyway, here we are. We're back. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your love. Thanks for all of your support. So happy to be back here with you. So couple things. I have my husband on the podcast today. Oh my goodness, I never thought this day would come. This is a really special episode for me and we had such a fun conversation and actually we had to cut it short because, you know, we're both busy people. He's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. Um which is very interesting, you know, living in the, in the same kind of house together and and having these schedules which we may even do a part two episode in the future just to talk a little bit more about what that's like for us and how we manage and how we balance and how we still kind of find time for for the two of us. So, we'll talk more about that, but I really wanted to have him on the podcast because everybody's always so curious about him, which I think is just really funny and cute. Um and they're just all, you know, I always get tons of questions about Cam and our relationship and, you know, what he thinks about what I do and all that kind of stuff. So, we get into all of that in this episode today. And I'm really going to let it speak for itself, but the one thing that I wanted to touch on is he has been through quite a journey. Over the last couple of years, lots of he's lots of done lots of businesses, lots of ideas. Tried to get a lot of different things off the ground. He was working in health and wellness. He was working as a as a trainer, personal trainer. He was running his own franchise at a painting business. He was in corporate sales. He was an accountant. Like he has done so many things and really, you know, just trying to find his passion and what he loves to do so much and now he's doing that and it's so incredibly amazing to watch as his partner and just watch how it's all unfolded and get to support him in this way and you know and he did that for me when I was starting my business like literally you know I think that this is something that's important to mention that if I didn't have Cam supporting me and even supporting me financially when I started my business like I don't know if I could have done it so I think that having the support of a partner is amazing if you don't have the support of a partner sometimes it can be harder it doesn't have to be but sometimes it can be so just sending love out there to anybody who's you know starting a business trying to find their way trying different things throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to work it out. I really believe our new age, that there's going to be more and more people who are just, you know, getting really real with themselves about what they actually want and what they want to be doing on this planet and how they want to serve. And I really believe that there's going to be more people starting businesses in these next five years than ever before. I think our world is really changing. And, you know, it's just it's, it's so incredible to watch. And it's also so amazing for me to get to like start to support some of these people because I've been running my business for a minute, you know, I've been here for a minute. And so there's a lot of just new people coming online to starting businesses and, you know, working in the online space, especially in these last few years. So it's fucking awesome. I I love it. I love it so much. I see the changes that are rippling through the world just in, you know, our education system and in our secondary, post-secondary, all that kind of stuff, elementary, like there's huge ripples of change moving across this planet. And I think sometimes it can be so easy to get discouraged about what's going on, but really, as I've talked about in other episodes, you know, I'm a I'm an eternal optimist, and I really see that where our world is headed is actually, you know, in a very beautiful direction. I think there's a lot of beautiful changes, and if you're out there and you're not sure of how you can contribute to that or what your role in that is, um, I hope this conversation with Cam might help you. So anyway, can't wait for you to listen to it. Would love to hear what you think, and we'll definitely have him back on for a part two. A Couple things that I want to say before I get there. First. of all, speaking of health and wellness, um, we kind of dance around it a little bit in this conversation. But Cam is a super, super health and wellness junkie. And so am I really in in a lot of ways. And Cam has taken all kinds of different certifications and things like this. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because one of the things that um, one of the podcasts that Cam and I love to listen to together is the girls over at Curry Girls Kitchen. So um, and they have a podcast, their their name are Megan and Peggy, and they have a podcast called Make Life Delicious. And their podcast is so amazing. It's so well rounded. They cover all kinds of topics. Like, they just had an episode on breath work and how one of their guests healed colon cancer holistically. Like, just such a well rounded repertoire of episodes and topics that they get into together. They're a mother daughter duo. Their energy together is absolutely magnetic. It's electrifying. It's so dynamic. It's so beautiful. I really love their podcast, and Cam and I actually love listening to their podcast together. So I think you might love the girls over at Make Life Delicious, the podcast. The link will be in the show notes. Please check them out. And while you're at it, head on over to their website, currygirlskitchen.com. Let me make sure I'm getting that URL, right? Yes, currygirlskitchen.com. And you can check their website out. It's amazing. They've got all kinds of great recipes on there, on the blog. I was just looking at their blog this morning. They just posted a beautiful buffalo cauliflower dip recipe, power greens frittata with spinach pesto. Oh my gosh, so gorgeously delicious. So check out the girls over at Make Life Delicious. Check out their website at currygirlskitchen.com and let me know what you think of their show. They're so wonderful. So sending big love to Megan and Peggy, Megs and Pegs, the beautiful mother-daughter duo. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I also just wanted to give a quick shout out to my friend, Christina, the channel, who I've also talked about on this podcast. She just released an incredible, incredible episode that really helped me called Entrepreneur Exhaustion. It was one of her most recent episodes episodes. So head on over again to Christina, the channel podcast to check out that episode. It's amazing. And I think it's 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 a special little love note to any entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, burnt out because I feel like I've been talking to a lot of people lately, friends of mine um, who are also entrepreneurs and running businesses. And they're like, what is going on? I'm, I'm so burnt out. I'm so tired. And I think it is really, you know, lending to kind of the energy on the planet right now and a lot of the changes that we're going through energetically and physically that are still very much at play still very much happening so anyway it's a great episode for anybody looking to support themselves as an entrepreneur all right without further ado let's get into this episode with my husband Cameron I'm so excited for you all to meet him and uh, to hear a little bit more about his story and our story and that kind of thing so enjoy I'll talk to you all very soon All right, everybody. Today's a very special day. Oh my goodness. I have my husband on the show
1: happy to be
0: here. Yay, welcome. Well, people are always very, very curious about you. You know, I don't, not because I don't want to, but I don't talk about you that much. I talked about you and I have talked about you in a couple episodes, but I keep it pretty private around here with you. So people are always very curious just about you and your story and how we met and, you know, just in general, what it's like to live in the same house as me um, and with the work that I do and things like that. So I'm so excited to give people a little insight look at you know a day in the life of the husband of Emily the media.
1: a day in the life love it
0: <laughs> so all right well any opening words anything you want to say before we jump in uh
1: no I think you know for me I'm I kind of come at it from the perspective of someone who's very much in my spiritual infancy right so I think it's a good perspective for people who are maybe curious about you know haven't been spiritual before coming from a different religion and they're looking to kind of open their minds a little bit more. I'm definitely, you know, not nearly as much educated as where Emily is at, so I think it could be yeah, a bit of an interesting insight into that.
0: Cool. So, let's start. I want to start just going to the story kind of of how we met and all that kind of good stuff. That is Oh my gosh, seven years ago?
1: Yeah, about seven. Yeah, Seven.
0: Okay. So, you know, a big question that I get from people is like, were you already doing this work when you met your husband? The answer is no, not even. No,
1: definitely not. not you're you're not, a completely different person. I was
0: a completely different person <laughs> <laughs> seven years ago, completely different person. But so, okay. So let's, let's take them back. Let's take them back to the story of how we met. So just from your perspective, like you tell me what was happening on your end. Yeah.
1: So I was kind of in my well, second or third year of university. Uh, you know, we were completely different people. Emily was in, in training to be an optician and I was in training to be an accountant. And we're very far from both of those lifestyles <laughs> right now. So far. <laughs> kind of just living the traditional like university life of, you know, studying, studying through the week and then partying on the weekends. And, you know, we were just really kids. I think well, I was 21 and you were 19.
0: I was, yeah, I was 19.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're still kids, but I think it was, you know, it feels like eons ago. For
0: it, does. Sure. it feels like a lifetime ago. It really feels like so long ago, but I think that's because that's the biggest question that I get. Right. It's just like, how was this happening for, you know, what was this like for you to meet your husband and all that kind of stuff. And did he know and all that kind of stuff. And I think one of the things that I was reflecting on just as we were preparing to record this podcast is actually you were kind of like the catalyst for my Spiritual awakening, or maybe not you, but just that time frame was mm-hmm. a huge, huge catalyst for me to kind of discover my abilities and, you know, starting to get curious about them and stuff like that. Like it actually really kickstarted. So we met in November of. 20. Of seven
1: years ago. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) whatever that is, 2014. 2014, yeah, I think. And,
0: And I really started to, I kind of had my spiritual awakening in January, February of 2015. Yeah. Or the first, you know, the first kind of one that I had. And I think that this is one of the things that I wanted to touch on just around the story of how we met is like, you know, a lot of people talk about in the kind of dating I don't know if you're really if you're really aware of this but in the probably not yeah probably not (laughs) Uh, in the sort of spiritual kind of like dating you know how to engage with the partner and you know manifest a partner and all this kind of stuff and for me like leading up to when we met I was just really not in a fantastic place with dating and meeting people and like had just been really unhealthily engaging with all kinds of people and all kinds of like um just very anxious attachment kind of at that time I was really anxious attachment I don't even know if you know what that means babe um probably not yeah uh (laughs) I was very anxious attachment at that time and you know looking to like like leading up to meeting Cam but it was weird because About a month before I met you, I kind of dropped into this, like, I don't want to say I gave up, but I was just in full surrender. I was like, not really actively dating. I deleted all the dating apps. I was just kind of like, I'm done. I, I don't know. I was just like, I was kind of, I don't want to say I was defeated, but I was just, I, I was in surrender. I was not actively looking for anyone. And so on the night that we met, I was not expecting to meet anybody. I don't know. I don't know. I, I
1: think we were both kind of in that stage. I was to me, it was about a two to three months before as well too, that I had kind of given up as well and, you know, just doing the traditional dating scene of, well, now there's no traditional dating scene with, you know, what's going on with COVID, but it was more back then, you know, just going out on the weekends, trying to meet people and, you know, a lot of, you know, nights that really didn't go your way or you thought would go your way or meeting people. You th- and, you know, just, it was really about the environment. So I think we both kind of went into that night, not having any expectations and just to kind of go back to your spiritual awakening, I think for what it took for you. Uh, just seeing it from an outsider's perspective was getting out of your comfortable environment that you had grown up in. Like you had grown up in this, pretty much the same environment from a young age and you you move cities really quick. I think, what was it? Six to eight months
0: Mm-mm. after no, we- had... it was a year and a half. Oh,
1: year and... sorry, a year and a half, yeah it was a a year and a half. But even
0: still you like just during that time, like you, here's the thing about you and you know, we've not really even talked about this. Okay. So anybody who's curious, who's listening to this and are like astrological nerds or like human design nerds, I'm going to give you all of Cam's details. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Cancer Sun, Aquarius Moon, Libra rising. He's a one three splenic projector okay so context context
1: so anyone out there who doesn't understand that i don't really understand that Yeah, you still don't even emily she's probably told it to me about 20 times and (laughs) i get one little nugget from it and then apply it so that's kind of the way i take it
0: but that's how you that that's a good way to apply it it is yeah i think so that's a good way to apply it. it's so funny like sometimes he'll be doing something i don't know if anybody else does this but he'll be doing something i'm like he's like oh you know i'm doing this thing and blah, blah blah i'm like that's your aquarius moon and he's like okay I don't know what that means, but, um, or I'll be like, you know, he'll be doing something else and, and I'll be like, that's your, that's your one, three profile. That's your, that's your one, three profile in human design. You're living that out. And he's like, all right, I don't know what that means. Sure, babe. Yeah. Okay. You're like, cool.
1: No, but it is helpful. I think, uh, you know, I come from a very traditional background in terms of where my beliefs were at, uh, you know, being raised Catholic and now, you know, pretty much not being a part of that community anymore and really just trying to open my own perspective and, I kind of always came into, you know, what Emily was learning as a little bit of a skeptical mind, you know, almost wanting to shut it down immediately, probably my more the ego side of me, but the more and more, you know, she educates herself and the more I learn about it, the more I realize that, you know, this, this stuff actually works, this stuff actually applies. Mm-hmm. So it's just about kind of, for me, constantly letting go of that skeptical mind and, trusting it blindly a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. blind trust that's what it's all about well let's talk about that because i want to come back to what we were talking about before but let's talk about what that's been like for you you know because I had this process too, but it happened very quickly for me very rapidly where I kind of deconditioned from a lot of the things that I was taught or that I learned, um, you know, in the religious context and just in the societal context in general. But what has that been like for you, just in terms of like dropping beliefs around spirit and the afterlife and life after death and the universe and all that kind of stuff? What has that been like for you?
1: Yeah, it's been a tough process, and I think it's still something that I'm, I'm still on the start of the journey on, right? But there's been some sort of of good sort of earth shattering moments for me uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, And I think, you know, not everyone has to go about it this way, but one thing was, was doing mushrooms opened my perspective on that and kind of letting go that, that kind of helped me let go the skeptical mind about, you know, traditional beliefs and realizing that I was kind of trapped in a, in a set of beliefs that were, not really serving me, right? And they were made by made by man. So it was, yeah, I think it's been something that and again, I'm still at the the start of it. And I always come back to the more and more I you know listen to Emily do readings, the more and more I educate myself on it, the more it you know makes complete sense. Right. And even uh, even just getting to know like we've been really into that series on Gaia lately, ancient civilizations and just learning more about what our ancient human history is about actually about and not what archaeologists will say it is has been really enlightening too so you know and even in my own career the more and more I educate myself the more and more you start to feel comfortable with things that are a little bit more you know might seem far fetched but when you actually look at them you realize that there's there's powers at play that are trying to you know want us to condition ourselves in a certain way
0: what would you say the biggest like belief that you had to reframe is in this process. Like what's the biggest thing you had to drop or have a new understanding of?
1: Definitely afterlife because for me, you know, growing up Catholic, it was I, I could never wrap my head around the story of, you know, you go to heaven or you go to hell. That just seemed a little bit too much of a fairy tale even when I was, you know, I was ra- really raised in the church, was an altar server, would go to Sunday school and I just couldn't believe that even from I remember from a young age, 7 or 8 years old thinking that you'd go to heaven or you go to hell or this magical land, uh, you know, after life. And so I, uh, my automatic default was to think that the lights just shut out. And that's still, I still at times grapple with that, you know, that light shut out mentality. But again, I, you know, I see, I see the work that you do and it's just, it's not, there's no way that's the case. And even a lot of people I look up to, uh, you know, one particular would be, someone I've been getting into recently in terms of his work is Mike Tyson's podcast. And he talks about, you know, if life is so spectacular, then how, you know, how can death be so dull? So that's one kind of quote that really stuck with me, but then also just seeing the work that Emily's doing and the people that are coming to her know, people who are in, a, in, you know, really rough situations in life and they come to her looking for some sort of hope. And she's able to connect these dots that, you know, she has no, you know, it's not, it's not trickery or sorcery. It's real. Right. So just kind of seeing that from, uh, from behind the scenes perspective, it's almost just like that voice gets smaller and smaller, the more and more I see it in terms of the, you know, the light shutting out mentality.
0: And I think that mentality caused you to be quite scared of death too. Yeah. So big time. yeah. What is your relationship like with that now as you've been doing this unlearning and this deconditioning?
1: Uh, You know, just, I think realizing that at some point everyone is going to have to confront their death, right. And, and make peace with it. And it's a tough thing to make peace with. And it's still something I'm making peace with. And, you know, you can realize, you know, and understand that and I'm seeing two generations ahead of me right now in my family, a lot of people passing away and it's not going well. You know, there's no, there's not a lot of, you know, beautiful stories that I'm hearing about people passing away. It's rough. And, and it's not, you know, no knock on, on anyone in my family, but it's more about, you know, just, I think if you, actively pursue spirituality and what is that from the one show we watch like spiritual perfection right it it becomes a lot easier to i might be getting the words wrong but
0: like i have no idea what show you're talking about
1: no it's it's just more like pursuing a path of spirituality and looking at everything in your life as a spiritual pursuit it makes you you know understand that death is not a scary thing it's just crossing a door uh, to whatever is next right so and I, i can't say what that is but that'd be kind of my perspective on it and is that death can be a beautiful thing if it's framed in the right way.
0: Yeah. I think that's really beautiful because you know, I've, I've seen you like just, unfold. And I think your your process is like, I think you fight yourself a lot on it. Like you kind of like have a a breakthrough or realization about something. And then you kind of like it takes you time to integrate things. Like it takes you up, it takes you time to process new discoveries and 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 kind of new understandings of things. And I think that's great. Like sometimes it can this is one thing that I talk about. Like some people come online to everything like all at once and they're like wow this is what the universe is about and this is what I'm about and this is what's happening and all that kind of stuff. And it's very rapid. And for other people, it's it's a bit more of a, it's a, it's a, it's an unfolding, it's a discovery, it's a journey, it's a process, and it comes with time. And sometimes there's like big breaks in between, you know, big breaks of time in between big breakthroughs. And I think that's really good. But for me, just as your partner, it's been Really beautiful to see you have a new experience of, like that death. You know your your relationship with death and 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 life after death and the afterlife and like one of my biggest accomplishments, I feel personally is helping you see that the lights do not just go out. You know, and so I think that that's been like one of the things that I've been happiest to see in your process and your journey that you've had that. Understanding for yourself, right? And here's the thing: I wanted to touch on this, and and then I want to come back to some other things. But for me, you know, and especially if anybody's also in, you know into human design and they're also in a relationship with the one-three profile, I'm going to explain what this means. Basically, Please Cam, yeah, Cam has this this one-three profile in human design, and to me, the, the the biggest takeaway that's important that I have to remember is he's got this three line, which in human design is essentially like he has to live a trial and error experience. He has to try things and experience them on his own and, you know, figure things out on his own sometimes and he has to fail and he has to succeed and then he has to fail again and try again and trial and error, trial and error. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> for me, like at the beginning, I would try and be like, just don't, why don't you just get it? Like, why can't you just see like that this is what it is? And I would like be very, you know, I'm not proud of this, but I I could be very preachy and like preachy, preachy, like this is what it's all about. And then actually, like when I realized, when I found human design, it was like, oh shit, I just have to let him have his own process. I just have to like, let him do his thing and he's going to be fine and he's going to figure it out. And I think that that applies not just with your kind of like spiritual process, but a lot of other things in your life, (laughs) you know, because sometimes (laughs) like, sometimes Cam will be like, Cam Cam is is like a a huge visionary and he has so many ideas and he's so brilliant and he has so many things to offer the world. And I want to touch on your business, you're getting like... All shy. Um, I want a
1: stupid like nervous smile. Nervous
0: smile. I want to touch on your business, but but uh, in in a moment. But he's got so many ideas, and he's he's very he has very revolutionary ways of looking at things, and he wants to change. You know his specific industry he wants to change the way that people um look at his specific industry and all this kind of stuff and so there's you know that's he's got to go through that process on his own and sometimes i'll like see him doing things and i you know that scene in i think it's um wolf of wall street when like leonardo dicaprio is like biting his fist to, to um yeah you, you know that <laughs> scene I feel, I feel like sometimes my life like as i'm watching Cam do cam do things i'm like biting my fist like just trying to shut the fuck up so i like just let him have his own process because I can see some things playing out and I'm like, okay, I know that that's not going to work out. But I
1: usually like, I'm a big time risk mitigator. So I'll always do things with a safety net. Um, but yeah, just as a side note, what do you mean? Like I never, I will bite off a little bit more than I can chew, but I always know that I can fall on my feet. Right. (laughs)
0: No no, I know. I'm just saying like I, I like I let you have your process even when I know things are not going to work out the way that you want them to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just have to sit back and be like, okay, he's just going to figure this out on his own and you know, I really have to like whoo, you know, saying like you know, I was right. Or I told you so like, (laughs) Oh, I have to bite my tongue so much. But anyway, I just let him have his process. And um, that's been really beautiful and a really kind of healing thing in our relationship, I think. And and then sometimes it's like, then you'll come to me and, and you'll come to, to kind of, you know, ask a question or be like, you know, what should I do here? Things like that. But also just so, so Cam's a projector in human design. I'm a generator. And he also has like, sometimes some of the best business advice that I get is from Cam, when I come and like ask a question, and he's like very in touch with that kind of thing, just you know, in his like projector genius way. You're all nervous. No,
1: it's, no, I'm not nervous. It's just making me, yeah, it's making me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I think the one of the big things that I I go back to a lot is um, you know, a moment that I actually had in the honeymoon that was private for me, but it was and it was the cheesiest quote that was hanging on the wall in in our in our bedroom the Airbnb where we were at. And it was uh, something it wasn't. No, it wasn't cheesy, but it was you know a really beautiful thing that really touched me uh, because it was kind of this full circle moment where when I was about 16, 17 years old, 10 years ago, I had this moment feeling that, you know, I will I will never find a partner. I will never be loved. Uh, I was at the point where my competitive golf career was. Uh, going completely down the drain. And, and those those were things that I had done to myself in terms of a lack of performance. I was, you know, in the process of pursuing an NCAA scholarship, trying to go to the PGA Tour, uh, going down that route and realizing that at that, that age I had failed and I had to go to a backup plan, which was into accounting, right? And, you know, I'd, I've spent the last 10 years in a way, subconsciously, I think, fighting my way back to golf. And so the quote on the wall is something about that Scott F. Fitzgerald had said about, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to find a new beginning as you know, and it goes on for a paragraph and that really stuck with me. I wrote that one down and that was kind of in the time last year where my business really started to take off in a a very meaningful way. And there's other kind of forces at play too, in terms of, uh, you know, having a a boss at a court in a corporate environment, basically saying like, why do you love golf so much? It's completely pointless. Like, why are you pursuing this? You should just shut this down. Um, you know, you're, it should be more about the clients, and you're a family man, and you're just gonna have to settle with that. And he pretty much said it straight up to me like that, and that put that little chip on my shoulder uh, to to really make me, you know, it put a fire under my belly, and it made me realize that, you know, I'm still very young, and I still have a lot of potential do something special in this game. So for me, I've been pursuing everything in relation to, you know, what, what, what would I say to that 15, 16-year-old Cam now to bring him out of the dumps, to make him realize that, hey, you're just beginning on this journey. And that kind of goes full circle with spirituality in terms of thinking that, you know, for someone who's, you know, in their 60s or, you know, even in their 20s, whatever, wherever in their spiritual journey, that it's never too late to find a new beginning if the if the path that you've been on is not serving you so uh, to me that was a big moment in realizing that and it's just been this journey that I've been on and now I'm back to uh, you know a place where I felt like I was as a kid and I get to run this business and uh, I've you know, Create all these cool opportunities for myself and my two brothers who are also very passionate about the game of golf, and now I get to help others. So okay, it's... so
0: hold on, can you tell people what you do? Can you tell yeah, people? Cause I guess because so I, I want to talk business because this mm-hmm. is a really and um, there we 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 strayed from the the story on our my spiritual awakening at the beginning of our relationship, so I want to come back to that. Don't let me forget, I want to go there, okay? Yeah, um. But okay. So that's beautiful. First of all, that's, that's a really beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that could be, that's, that's, that's really helpful. And I think it's like, you know, one thing that I noticed just as I'm observing the scene, especially in 2020, early 2021, is like so many people are there right now where they're like, what am I doing? Like, Mm. and, and, and the beautiful thing about 2020, in my opinion, is that it's given people an opportunity to see that actually you can do things differently. You can change your path. You don't have to do what you've been doing, especially if you're not happy, especially if you don't feel fulfilled. And I think that that was really your story. So take me back to last year when you were working, you know, in a new kind of corporate job in a sales position. Yeah. And what was your process like in terms of start? So first of all, tell people what you do um, now. And then what was your process like in in terms of getting there and starting a business, and why do you feel like 2020 was the time for you? Like, what about last year felt like it was right for you? Take take us through the process.
1: Yeah, so first, like I I founded a company called Lancaster Golf Performance, a pretty self serving name, but it's uh, basically a high performance academy for golfers, mainly working with high level golfers, but also you know golfers of all levels. And, uh, so coming back to the, you know, that was just kind of a vision that I had had and I'd always wanted to do something with fitness or nutrition or, or golf. And I was kind of finding myself day after day in the job I was in. So just for more context on the job, I was, I had, I'd gotten an amazing job about three years ago now after closing down a business that really didn't end well. It really ended with, you know, me getting audited and me having to leave and, it was a pretty painful process because I love that former business that I was a part of. So left that, found a really good job in corporate sales. Uh, and I walked into this environment. I had no clue what I was walking into. They, The owners of the, the company were you know very traditional uh, Christian and I'll kind of leave it at that. And it was a very, very traditional environment where you know I would get emails from my boss saying, can you please start addressing people as hi, mister, as opposed to, hey, mister. It was that kind of strict in terms of almost feeling censored and having to show up and, you know, even, even during the time of the pandemic, when everyone was kind of scared of what was going on, it was, it was th- that level of control where, you know, I wasn't allowed to work from home. So stuff like that. Right. And I was in an environment where he just kind of had to play along. And, you know, it was just that traditional corporate environment that many people are stuck in. And I felt there was no way out. And I just, there's so many days, especially when the pandemic started, where I was coming home, and am like, what the fuck am I doing in this role? It was just completely, it was, you know, I could have sat at that role and, and really made awesome money and supported Emily, but it was just, it was sucking at my soul and I was having to show up, put on a mask and, and be, you know, as fake as possible. And I was good at it, but it was just, it was completely eating me away. So, you know, the idea came through and, and it came through actually kind of around the time I really started heavily getting into Kundalini yoga,
0: Fuck yeah!
1: which I need to pick that back up. Because I I definitely need a little bit more of an awakening now these days. But, you know, Kundalini Yoga, I think I did that for a good four to five month stretch and never done it before. I thought it was just kind of voodoo science. But the more and more I started listening to the lectures of the practitioners, you, you started to realize that, you know, this is a real science and to allow you to get to a spiritual awakening. So that was kind of the start of the story. And I just kept going with it. And I kept my business super private for about a good four to five month span where I actually I downloaded the employee roster of about a hundred people at the the business I was working with, um, and I I went and found them on Instagram or LinkedIn and just blocked them all uh, on my business account because I was so scared that they'd find out.
0: And can I just interject? I think that this is actually a really important. Sorry, pause. Yeah. Because I think this is really important for anybody who is an entrepreneur and aspiring entrepreneur, budding entrepreneur. It's actually really healthy to have some boundaries with, like telling people what you're doing right at the start. And I know that you. Have you have a history of this? Is where like if you had an idea, you would go and like tell every single tell person mom, in your tell life, tell my mom, tell dad, yeah, tell my brothers, my mom, tell everybody. Yeah. And so this for you not telling anybody, and and I didn't realize that you didn't tell anybody for that long. Is that was it really five months?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and and I kind of told my family, and they were just like, "Well, you know, you're not you're not going to really make a whole lot of money doing this." And and fair, you know, I, there was no guarantee. I had no r- real certifications yet to get into the game and there's a whole barrier of entry of being a quote unquote PGA of Canada professional and that's kind of a whole other thing that's very traditional but that I won't you know go into that but I had no business saying that I was going to be running a high performance academy but I really invested in what I was very passionate about I think that was the big thing and I just went for it so I already had that skill set of working on it for 20 years So it was just about going full in on my passion and figuring it out on the fly.
0: Right. And yeah, just coming back to what I was saying, just like, I think it's actually really healthy to have those boundaries because at the beginning, when you're starting a business, like that's your most vulnerable and impressionable time. And you literally just need to be with you and the business, like the entity of your business. I really believe that a business is like an entity and uh, an energy of its own. And when we're like growing that and letting that become what it is to have people like Like saying, oh, well, you know, I don't know if you should do that or are you going to make enough money doing that or things like that is actually really harmful. And so I think that that's a great message for anybody who is sort of in that space of starting a business and, um, you know, who do I trust? Who can I lean on for support and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff? Um, So anyway, continue.
1: Well, yeah, just to kind of add to that point is even if it's your, your mom or your dad or your close sibling or close friend telling you, I don't know. You should play it safe. They don't. They don't actually don't know shit about what your experience is and what you feel about actually what you're going after. So if you're a spiritual coach or a nutrition coach or whatever, and you have this deep passion for it, that passion can never be replaced, right? And to me, it was one of those things where I I heard it in, uh, I had a business coach in my previous business, and he had said to me, if you just take something and and hammer on it for a good six to eight month period, something you're passionate about and something you want to launch into the world, and just keep you know, put in kind of a systematic process to get to that goal, you're, you're going to see, uh, you know, amazing results. And that's kind of something I also took from an, uh, I think it was Peter Thiel an investor, kind of like that mentality of going from zero to one. And if you just sort of sack, like I, I sacrificed myself in a way for the vision, because I was having, a, I had a great job. I was playing golf three times a week i had a really good lifestyle for you know someone being 25 years old and i said screw this this is leading to something that 15 years from now i'll just be richer and fatter right so it was it was just kind of that you know realizing that okay it's going to be a two-year process or maybe a year process, and just sacrifice myself play no golf um you know don't see any friends but just really invest in that process and the passion and then the spiritual practice is really allowed me to kind of, you know, keep the wheels on the car when, when it was going the fastest.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's take me now to, so you started your business, you're working on getting it up and running. I just want to quickly touch on one of the big things that Cam had at the beginning of his business, which, you know, energetically, I think that this is a a really, this can be a really common thing for a lot of people, although it may not happen exactly in the way that it happened for Cam, but basically, you know, Cam, like I said, at closer to the beginning, he's very revolutionary. He's a change maker. He wants to like change the way that things work. And, you know, he's, he's like here to shake up some systems and shake up the way that people are looking at things and talking about things. And so he entered into this industry that, you know, is, is very kind of dogmatic in a way. It's very much like, this is the way it is. This is the way things yeah. work. This is how it is. This is what, what's going on. And so he started you know, his business. And he had at the beginning, I mean, you were getting calls like a couple times a week of people saying like anonymous phone calls of people saying, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to sabotage your business. I don't even remember what these people were saying, but you had people coming at you for like months who were attacking you and saying, you know, I'm going to report you to whatever, whatever, and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's just a really important um, message is like there, you're going to be met with that resistance and that like sabotage kind of energy. And I think for you, like it. Sh- I think it shook your confidence at certain points, but you were super persistent. You were just like, I know, I know my intention. I know my heart. I know what I'm doing here. I know what I want to do and I'm going to keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going kind of into that story in a little bit more depth. When I'd started my business, my goal was to really connect with a lot of high level golfers on Instagram and in my own community. And I knew where to find them. I knew where to go and and make these connections. And I really just wanted to offer them an olive branch, you know, because I looked at it from my perspective when I was a kid playing golf. I never, I had, I had amazing coaches, but I never thought that I had a coach that really believed in me and wanted to pick me up and take me to that next level. So my mentality was, is, you know, make as many connections as possible, obviously to get business going, but also to maybe find those kids or, you know, young adults that are, that are in that position where they have an amazing skill set. They just don't maybe have the belief, belief system in them. So I started doing reach outs and I started making connections and I would get, you know, I would get some of the coaches who were maybe coaching those kids or, or the young adults and just really tearing me a new one. Like people would actually, I had two people make anonymous emails just to threaten me and said, like, you don't know who you are, like, you don't know who you're dealing with, you know, go cancel your Instagram account right now, Uh, get off. And one moment actually really stuck, stuck to me big time was when it was like the first time in like three months, I'd really seen my friends in a long time. And I kind of set this whole night, night up, and I was out of town. And I had a like a nice fire set up in the in the backyard. And I get a call at like seven o'clock on a Saturday and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have picked like, I was stupid of me to pick it up, but I picked it up and this guy just started yelling at me and it completely shook me, ruined the night, ruined the rest of my weekend. And he basically just said like, you know, shut yourself down. Like this is, this is so inappropriate what you're doing. Like your business is, it's founded on nothing. And, and that really rattled me a little bit. And then I went on to uh, work with my kind of first break into the industry was getting to become an Academy instructor, at a local academy. And I, I made a good connection with this guy and it came through another connection of one of my uh, my childhood coaches. And he basically said to me that, you know, I was telling him, I'm gonna quit my job, can work for you full time, I'm gonna do it. And then simultaneously, uh, the place I'm at currently uh, came, sort of that opportunity came up too. So I had two places to coach out of, I was super excited and I quit my job. And and then in the first week, the guy who had hired me originally said, you're out of here. Like, what are you doing? Like you're coaching out of two places. Like you're basically competing against me and I'm hiring you. And I, and at that second place, I had absolutely no clients there yet. It was just sort of something that It was a great opportunity because, uh, you know, I had made a good connection and yeah, that was basically it. So I kind of go back to, you know, doing something that you're passionate about, relying on your connections of people that you're close with and people you get a good feeling with that actually really want to help you and they're not self-serving. So it was, you know, it was tough, but, and you're going to get that resistance, but just put it as a chip on your shoulder and, and just keep hammering away at it and use that motivation uh, to, you know, give it that kind of, you know, when you, when you made it on the other side that kind of internal, you can say that like, fuck you to those people who doubted you.
0: Fucking right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you've got, a you've got a really kind of cool story and it was actually really, you know, not, I want, I want to say fun because there were parts that were really hard and, you know, mm-hmm. it was really hard on us together. And, um, but I think now, like now that you're on the other side of this, and let me just say that Cam is like, has a thriving business, a thriving business. And it's amazing just watching him like living his, you know, um, dream so quickly. And, you know, all the people, like even just like in a year, it's only been a year. It's
1: only been a year. It's only yeah. been a
0: year. But, you know, but like all those people who told you, no, told you, you know, you can't do this. It's like, it's so so amazing. And I think that's a very classic story of like people who have been told no over and over and over again. And they say, you know what? I'm not listening to you. I'm going to create my own experiences. So anyway, I think you have a, a really cool story. And 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 I think just like quickly touching on like We're both, you know, entrepreneurs now and we both run our own businesses and I'm super busy. You're super busy. And I think just, you know, we're in a very unique position. And and like, let me just say that we talked about the life that we have now running our own businesses, having full autonomy with our time and our energy, being able to live where we want, when we want, go where we want, when we want. We talked about this, like in the first couple months of us being together. And so it's pretty cool now to see how that's all kind of come together and played out. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, we weren't willing to settle. And I think, you know, we had no business dreaming those dreams, right. With where we were at in very traditional roles, but I think there's just, there's so much opportunity to be able to take your passion for whether it be spirituality or for, for business and take it to the internet. And within six to eight months, if you really go after it, you can make it happen, which is pretty cool. Right. So, but I think it's really gotta be rooted in what kind of, what did you, what either really lights you up now or what, what called to you as a child, and, and going after that because your, your motivation of whatever you want to call it will never, will never Dwayne, right? It'll never, it'll never go away. Is that the right word? That's I don't not know the right what word
0: th- I think you just, it'll never
1: dwindle. Dwindle. Yeah, think- <laughs> Dwayne is a name of
0: a person. Yeah. Um, okay. Not so good with the words. That's all right. I'm the language person. He's, you know, he just follows my lead. I'm
1: the accountant guy.
0: No, you're not. Okay, no.
1: Used to be, I'm kidding, obviously. That's right,
0: okay. So one last thing that I want to come to, last couple topics that I want to touch on is just coming back to the process of, you know, like I said, the, the, the spiritual awakening process that we had, at the, that I had at the beginning of our relationship. And just like, I think for a lot of people, when they are opening up to something spiritually and they're in a committed relationship or they're newly dating or things like that is like, what is the other person going to think about this? Are they going to accept it? Are they going to think I'm weird? You know, what's that like? So I think for me you were always so like, even if you had your own kind of beliefs and your own skepticisms and your own kind of like hangups, which mm-hmm. of course you've worked through now. But for me, you were always so beautifully supportive and you were just like, I can see that this is like, this is you and that this has always been you and you're kind of just letting this out and and, and starting to share it with the world. So what was that like for you just watching my growth process and my kind of awakening process? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it was one of those things where, you were keeping it so private from everyone else that I was really one of the only ones that got to see the internal of what was happening in your spiritual awakening. And you were just, you were loving it. You were passionate about it. And, you know, it was, it was a beautiful thing to watch because you weren't doing it for any source of validation. You're truly just scratching your own itch and what you were feeling. And I think that was really the biggest thing that stuck out is you're doing it for your own internal purposes. And it just happened to be, you know, the burden of knowledge kind of came from that. And then you had this opportunity to start helping people so it was really you know it came from internal you came to this spot where you had all these awakened moments and then you had to share it so it was beautiful to watch
0: and what would you say just from your perspective what were some of the things that you noticed that i really struggled with or that were really hard for me either in the beginning or just the process of my of my business
1: oh man it's hard to say because you you did so well from the start like it happened all really fast if you remember right i think uh
0: I don't mean from a business perspective. I mean from an in, uh, from an internal perspective, like on the inside. When I wasn't working on my business, like what were my hangups? What were my you know self doubt pieces? Like what did you? Yeah,
1: notice? I think you had a you had a bit of trouble with certain mentors you had at the time and thinking that. Or what will they think? Or, or what will, you know, what will this person think? And you had that same sort of thing with your family and big time thinking about like, oh, they don't believe in me. Like I, I share my stuff or I, I you know, and, and they don't. So you kind of had a little bit of a validation complex, but you know, everyone does. Right. And I think you went back to what really made you happy about why you were doing this and just really stuck in that happy place and, and put a big cocoon up around it. And then people started to wake up to it slowly.
0: Yeah. And that's, what's been so beautiful for me too, is like, you know, I was kind of always just like at the beginning, there was definitely that, like, you know, like, like just how Cam described it, that definitely is, 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 I really don't care um, about any of that. But I think what's been so beautiful now is that, especially in the last year or so, like some of my closest friends that I've known, you know, for so long are like coming to me, like, okay, I'm having like these experiences, these spiritual experiences. And like, I, I, you know, I need your help. And for me, that's so, and these are people that I never had any kind of conversations like this with before and they're coming to me now and it's just so beautiful to see like when you truly live in your in your in your your highest destiny path and you're just living it and you're expressing it and you're loving it and you're confident is that people you know people are listening and they're taking mm-hmm. notes and they're they're being inspired by you even if you don't realize it or even if you don't know it so it's really it's really special okay so you know last couple things because I know my listeners really you know are very curious about this what is it like Cameron to live in the same house as a psychic medium like what is what is what what are the things that you want people to know the most about what it's like
1: uh, it's very taxing work to her Right. I think that's number one is, is it, you know, she's, she's got this great image and a great podcast and a great client base. And everyone sees that from the outside perspective, but it's uh, you know, she, there's a lot of nights where I have to pick her up off the floor and, and help her just get to bed because she's so drained. So a lot of it is just energy management for her and realizing that it's a, you know, there's a lot that goes into this and she, it's not like she's just pulling this stuff out of the sky. Like it, it really takes a lot of, I think, preparation, And she meditates for probably a good hour and a half to two hours a day. And that's no exaggeration. And that's probably actually an under exaggeration. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of preparation for her to be able to connect with that other side. Uh, It's, I don't know, it's kind of normal to me now, right? It's just her process. It's the way she does things. So, you know, and I've seen her kind of grow into this and she's almost made it this like spiritual machine in a way. (laughs) I don't know. That's probably not a good way of saying it, but it's, it's taxing, I think, and she needs her breaks and she needs her times. So if you know, you're a client out there waiting on an email, Uh, that's just her, you know, going through a process, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) Okay. So, well, last thing, and this is kind of like the second part of the question is just like, you know, I think I I get a big question that I get from people. is like, like, what is it like in your house? Like, do you see like spirits walking around? Like, is there freaky things happening all the time? You know what I mean? And I think that one of the biggest things I have to debunk is like, no, you know, I, I, I mean, sometimes we have some like weird things where it's like, okay, that door just shut or like the door was, you know, locked when, we went to bed and now it's open and you know it's wide open and stuff like that like there's like little things but for the most part I have pretty good boundaries right like I'm when I'm on I'm on and you know I heard a a good friend of mine um who's also a medium say this like truly like a medium can never go to zero like if there's a scale of like zero to a hundred where they're just like totally offline so that doesn't really exist but it's just a matter of shifting your perspective so when I'm done for the day and I'm done readings for the day I have pretty good boundaries with spirit where I'm like okay like I need to be in my human experience. Now I'm with my partner. I'm with my dog. I'm making dinner. I'm doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm never, I'm not truly, truly at zero, but, um, but you know, I just think it's, it's, it's like, people are always curious, like what's happening in your house. What is the craziest? Okay. Last thing, story time. What is the craziest Kind of like cool synchronistic spirit experience that you either you've ever had or that you've ever had when we're together. I'm putting you on the spot, but hopefully you can think of this.
1: Uh, I think just a lot of the uh, a lot of the signs that yeah, you were getting from like you had called what the sign would be for when your uncle Jeff passed away. You know ahead of time the sign you had called for, uh, like an eagle sign, and it just like when he had passed, it happened in so many different ways and so many different moments and you know, it's, it's rare to see like an actual bald eagle in where we live. And, and that kept, you know, we saw live ones, we saw things on signs. We saw it happened probably God, close to 10 times shortly after, uh, she had, we, had, you know, uh, uncle Jeff had passed away. So, and just to give that comfort to uh, her mom and dad was a, was a big deal. Right.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. Just quickly for anybody who has no idea what he's talking about, basically what my, uh, in 2017 um my uncle jeff my 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 dad's brother um passed away and that same year i had a sign come through and i was telling all my my whole family about it that he would communicate through bald eagles Mm -hmm. that that would be his way of communicating and so a couple days after we had had this conversation everybody was talking about it we were um actually like rafting down a river um where you out in guelph yeah, yeah yeah, you get in these tubes and you raft down this, um, this river. And, you know, we had just been talking about it like the day before. And mm-hmm. so we're all, it was Cam and my mom and myself and my dad was also there. And we were rafting down this river and all of a sudden in the trees, So it was kind of like this narrow river surrounded by trees on either side. And we're just kind of like laying in our tubes, like, like looking up at the sky, looking up at the sun and all of a sudden through the trees, you could hear this like call, this piercing call that i had never heard before it was so foreign and all of a sudden this beautiful bald eagle flies out of the trees and flies so low over the tops of our heads and and flies over us and flies kind of up the river the other way and we're all like cam and i were like oh my god that's the eagle like it was <laughs> so amazing i had never seen a bald eagle before you had never seen a bald eagle well, before. I ha- no
1: i hadn't but that's a super rare thing for where we're like we're an hour south of toronto I've been up to Ottawa a few times, which is six hours see north of there. here. You'll see yeah. them way up north. It was but- really
0: rare for the area. And, and mm-hmm. so it was just so amazing. That was like one of the most amazing sign experiences yeah. I think I've ever had. So mm-hmm. anyways, any closing words, any, any other things that you want the listeners to know or that you want to say?
1: No, I think I've pretty much said all I wanted to say. Right. Uh, I just, you know, I always go back to the person that I used to be. And what kind of message would I give to that person and, and you might be that person right now where maybe a dream has not gone your way or you're in a spot where you feel trapped and it's never too late right I think that's the, that's the one thing I always say to myself and you know whether you're you're 60 years old, 80 years old or 15 years old there's always a new beginning coming because uh, you know at that stage of me being 16 16 years old 17 years old I thought my my life was pretty much done because the one thing that I truly loved was taken away from me. So that would be it. Uh, just, I think surrender is the biggest thing. We've, we've kind of touched on that a lot and just scratching your itch in terms of knowledge. I think knowledge is really enlightening. It, it has been for me and that's been mainly my process to become more spiritually awakened. It actually hasn't been through, through drugs or through, you know, Kundalini yoga, although it's all helped. I think the knowledge piece and just having more awareness around it has, uh, has really been the biggest thing that's shifted my perspective.
0: Okay beautiful well thanks for coming on babe i love you you're welcome on. love you too okay bye have a good day